Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Time and again, we seem to come back to the topic of infidelity. And one theme seems to be that the person who was unfaithful really didn't seek it out uh, at the beginning, at least. It, it kind of caught them off guard that they were in this relationship and kind of spiraling away. Uh, I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley. And Greg, I don't want to be doom and gloom here, but there are some things couples can do so they don't find themselves asking, what in the world happened? Yeah, at the top of the list would be communication. Of course, we're talking marriage, communication. John, creating a marriage where it's normal and expected that we're going to have tough conversations. That's what I'm talking yeah, not about. Not just how's the weather. No. We've got to be talking about, okay, I'm frustrated because this isn't happening. I'm discouraged. I'm finding myself tempted. When we can make those kinds of conversations normal, that is such a protection against mm-hmm. infidelity. Well, we are going to hear a little bit about doing that and protecting your marriage, and we'll come back and hear more from Greg in just a moment or two. Right now, Gary and Mona Shriver sharing with Jim Daly. Um, Gary was one of those people I was describing earlier. He didn't uh, intend to have an affair, but he did find himself in the middle of one. And again, here are Gary and Mona Shriver with Jim Daly. Speak to the the lead-up to those failures mm-hmm. that, um, Gary, you had. When you think back on it, how many years after you both accepted Christ, you're in church, what was that time gap, and what were the shortcomings, what began to happen okay. um, that, that caused a derailment of your commitment? I, 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 ma'am, I chronologically, I don't know. It was about like, 10 years. Yeah, but it was 20 years married, right? 20 years yeah. married, yeah. so about 10 years after I became okay, a Okay, so believer. that's where we are Okay, that's point. helpful so, to know. So we're both in church. We're both going For 10 down. years. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, both very active in our own ministries. And uh, and that's when it, it began. And I'll tell you, it was uh, 1993 that I came home, and then that's when I confessed to Mona that I had uh, had an affair. And I need to kind of back up because that start, that was a bomb that was just dropped well, in the absolutely. middle of, of our of our relationship, and this was a, a, a an affair with a coworker, but it was also you know one of Mona's best friends. So it was just you know just a bomb. It was crazy how you know what what happened in our relationship. Well, and I think that the question I really want to drive at mm-hmm. Gary is. What pushed you there? What left what, me? Yeah. What, what was that then, hole in your me, heart? Okay, let me back up just a little bit. What, what it ended up happening was this was a person that um, that I had met in church. Um, so we had I served in, like I said, we both were going a million miles an hour, Mona and I, and, and very busy with both of our ministries, but not ministries together. We were separate that way. And I served in a uh, in a worship team. And uh, this was a person that I met in the, on the worship team. And um, there was nothing, there was no intention to this at all. We were both solid Christians. This was not anything that we were ever, you know, it wasn't there, there that wasn't there. But what I didn't know was I truly believed at that point that I was not vulnerable to anything like this. This was never going to happen to me. So that was the life. first yeah, false premise. That, that is absolutely a lie. Yeah, this that's, way. that's exactly wow. right. And then and with Mona and I doing life, just a, a million miles an hour, and her busy in her ministry as well as the kids and the family and the management of all that, and then me building the business and everything else, we didn't take time to prioritize ourselves. Our, you know, that us factor, that was us. We always just kind of took each other for granted. 
you know, and so, but not in a bad way. It was just, yeah. it was just, we were doing life. Yeah, you know, But again, busy. let me keep it in the, on the rails here, uh-huh. because I think for people to follow this, it's really critical because mm-hmm. many people listening right now, it's possible Literally thousands mm-hmm. might be in this same place same exact that you were. Place. I, so I want to speak with that tenderness and with that insight coming mm-hmm. from you experiencing it, yeah. a tool for them to help. So yeah. well, this affair went on for three years. Yeah, well, let me, let, okay, so I'm going to back up to that point where we were going down the path. And what happened was when someone came along and that was, that was a friend and started, you know, would be hanging on my every word. And, and then what ended up happening was she was really well suited for a position that opened up at my company. And Mona and I talked about it and she applied for the job. And so then she became, she came to work with us. And so and that, that was before the that affair. Was be- oh right. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Long right. before the affair, long before anything. So, so what happened at that point was, you know, now that, that we, you know, spent maybe an hour together in preparation for the worship team a week. Now it was, eight hours a day, you know, and so that friendship just continued to grow and continued to grow and continued to grow. And that was one of those things that you just don't see out there because we became closer and closer friends. And, um, and when that person comes along that listens to you and likes you for who you are and hangs on your every word and the whole thing, it starts feeding you emotionally. And I got to be honest, I liked that. That was attractive to me. It you. was very attractive to me. Now I, I'm playing this justification game in my head about, oh, well, you know, there's nothing going on and there wasn't there was nothing going on inappropriate outside of maybe in my heart because i liked being in the presence of this other person she was feeding me that way and so and that was a dangerous place to be but i didn't believe it was because there was nothing ever going to happen As Gary said, really, that was a dangerous situation to be in. And Greg, there are warning signs that uh, you know we have that we have to pay attention to. What are some of those warning signs that if a spouse sees, they need to bring to the attention of their partner? You have to trust your gut. That certainly, we're not perfect as individuals, and for a variety of reasons, we may struggle with feeling jealous or fearing that our spouse is going to leave. But you've got to trust your gut. If you're feeling something and it doesn't seem quite right, be willing to bring that up. Now, that's the key. How you bring that up makes a big difference. If it's an explosion, if it's just a lot of accusation, it's probably not going to go well. But if you can approach it that I could be wrong, something feels weird here, this is what I'm noticing, this is what I'm worried about, make it about your fear um, this takes me to a really difficult place. You're, you're trying to make it safe for your spouse, and it's not always easy to do that. But at the end of the day, how can I make this conversation feel safe to my spouse at the same time to be real and, and honest? John, the reality is if throughout a marriage, if if we've never talked about these kinds of serious things or every time we've tried, it's just blown up and created conflict, this is going to be really difficult, which is why involve a counselor at this point. So if if you see some warning signs, consider a counselor if you've never been able to have good heart-to-hearts. Exactly. Okay. So ideally, we are along the way throughout our relationship willing to have hard conversations where we can talk about them. We've had some success. That's the goal here is I want to make this normal that, that if Aaron, I'm, I'm concerned, man, I watch you at a party and there's this one guy that seems to really gravitate towards you and he wants to spend time with you. And that's really concerning to me. You know, my hope is that she would accept my influence 
and vice versa. That if I, I've told her, if ever, if you get a weird vibe from someone or you see an interaction, you bring that to me. And I'm telling you that I may not like it. It may feel weird. I may feel you're being overly sensitive, but I'm going to accept your influence. And I promise you there is not a relationship on this earth that would be more important than my marriage. Mm. And so I don't care if I disagree. I don't care if I don't see it. I'm walking away clean from that relationship. If that may do something negative to my marriage. Mm -hmm. I hear you and I appreciate the passion right there. Um, for the woman who's not sure that her husband has that same conviction, right. or the man who feels, you know what, um, I, I, I want to have this conversation, but I'm afraid of the consequences for whatever reason. What do you suggest? Be honest. Again, trust your gut. Bring that up in a way that is safe. So how you deliver that, you really have to pray that through. God, give me the strength to do this in a way to where I could be honest but not accusatory. Mm-hmm. And if that's not working, ask. Then let's go talk to someone. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out in a way that feels good to and, both of us. And it's just your problem, Greg. I'm not. It, it's your problem. I'm not going to counseling. You can go to counseling. Then go to counseling and work that through with a counselor. I mean, what, what else? What other choice do you have? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the formula for a healthy marriage. But but you can at least always take care of you. Yeah. Yeah, you can't control your spouse, mm-hmm. but you can do some self-care, and and maybe there's something to your fears, or maybe there's not. Maybe there's something else going on. Absolutely. Yeah. I so appreciate it. This is a tender subject. We know that a lot of folks struggle in this area. We have counselors here on staff at Focus on the Family. Uh, give us a call. Schedule a time for them to give you a call back and talk with you. Um, they'll pray with you. They'll give you some starting points uh, to really address this deeper. We have a great counseling network that's been built up and approved over the years, so they can connect you with somebody in your community. And if you're looking for resources, we have a whole bunch of great resources at the Marriage uh, website. We'll also make available to you a copy of Gary and Mona Shriver's book, Unfaithful, Hope and Healing After Infidelity. Make a donation today, and we'll send a complimentary copy of that to you. All the information is in the show notes. Next time, more from Gary and Mona. For now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg Smalley and the rest of the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.